the media finally got ethical or something. For human resources professionals who walk the fine line between providing strategic support and grabbing a baseball bat, welcome to HR Hardball, hosted by John Reeves Whitaker. This is your leadership moment, folks. Don't screw it up. Let's talk a little bit about hoops. Hoops is how you recruit and hire top talent. The Hoops Talent Acquisition Solution removes exhaustive tasks in the hiring process, such as finding candidates, screening, candidate follow-up and support, and interview scheduling. God, that's a pain. Give me some of this. Each and every candidate will feel engaged and get the chance to show who they are and what they can do, ensuring a remarkable candidate experience. If you'd like to learn more, go to hoopshr.com. Hello, HR. Welcome back to HR Hardball. This is one of those monthly recap episodes, and what a month we have to recap. October 2020 will never be forgotten. So here's 10 reasons October 2020 will never be forgotten. On October 1st, let's start right at the beginning. POTUS tweets, because of course he tweets, that he and FLOTUS have both tested positive for COVID. Now, this sets off a wave of schadenfreude, that is hard to describe, but it's alive and well. You can rest assured as Twitter celebrates him contracting the illness. Uh, you know, Twitter really has become a steaming bag of compost, but I got to tell you, some of the comments were, they were actually pretty funny. Number two, October 5th, POTUS is cured. Now, he may be immune, I think he says at one point. Anyway, he, uh, he does this thing where after he's released from the hospital, he goes to the White House balcony, climbs up the balcony, rips off the mask. He salutes a Marine helicopter that is flying out of the night sky. You know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, of course, one, one side of the aisle has to swallow their own bile, call it everything they can think of. And one side swells with pride. And it was a ridiculous gesture, but it was, it was pretty damn badass. It was kind of like General Patton landed. So, you know, take it for what, it, what it's worth. It was pretty cool. Number three, October 7th, there is a vice presidential debate and people care. All right, so that sentence has never been put together. But you do. You have Mike Pence versus Kamala Harris. Um, For most people, this is a debate that is going to show us who our potential new president is going to be, because I don't think anybody, even the most optimistic Democrats, expects Joe, expects Joe Biden to make it past maybe a year if he is elected. So we are uh, treated to the Mike Pence-Kamala Harris debate, which, you know, it was it was pretty substantive. You know who won? Exactly who you think who won, the one that you like. That's who won, just like all debates, because depending on what channel you watch and what paper you read or what people don't read papers, what website you go to or who's you take channel you go to or whose podcast you listen to. That's exactly who won. Most people will remember it for one reason, or two reasons, I guess. You got a fly that wouldn't leave uh, Mike Pence alone. And also for this ridiculous plexiglass partition that was between the two. Um, it was like they were on different subway cars passing, trying to yell at each other uh, and make a point. It was just ridiculous. But you know what? It was all in all a pretty civil debate, and there was some 
substantial or substantive information shared. So give them that. Number four. Now, this should have been the biggest story of the year, but the New York Post runs uh, what they were calling the October Surprise. That's an article you can't make up. Hunter Biden, uh, where's Hunter been for a while? Well, all of a sudden, he's flat back in the news. Um, if you believe how the story goes, Hunter is dumb enough to have forgotten a laptop he dropped off for repair. And the guy who repairs the laptop just decides, hey, you know what? It's past the due date. I got to get rid of it. No one's coming to claim it. I'm going to scour the hard drive. And wow, does he get a treat. Not only are there, I don't know how many emails, but there are definitely emails on there explaining the business dealings between Hunter, his uncle, Jim Biden, and then some mysterious character called the big guy um, with foreign actors. Uh, there's a lot of photographic material on there that's just not suitable for anybody, much less the son of a presidential candidate. Uh, it's pretty pretty bad. I mean, Hunter's got a pretty messed up life. Uh, part of me feels really bad for him. Uh, the part that doesn't is where there are underage girls on there, and he seems to be, I don't know, commiserating? Maybe that's the right word? I don't know, but it's pretty sick stuff. Anyway, this... Uh, could have blown up, and you would think that it would be run on every headline everywhere around the world, but strangely enough, it was censored, not run by any major network, not run by any major periodical, and New York Post was actually, uh, their account was locked and blocked out of Twitter. It's kind of funny how the media finally got ethical or something, but yeah, that was uh, that was a big story. Uh, we're still dealing with the, some of the fallout, but as predicted, I predicted, I don't have it anywhere on tape, when it came out, nothing will come of this. Nothing. I mean, if you didn't already know half that material anyway was out there, then you haven't been paying attention to the news. So anyway, let's move forward. Number five, there is no second debate this time because the first debate was such an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, we have two town halls going on independently, but concurrently. Now, Joe Biden's town hall was run by his uh, old buddy, George Stephanopoulos, and it, it kind of had a feel of a young man visiting his granddad at the VFW. There was no, there wasn't anything even spirited in the questioning. It was pretty much a uh, softball where you got, you let granddad wallop the ball and run around the bases real fast and pretend like he's still back in his youth. Now, as opposed to uh, Donald Trump, he did have his own town hall hosted by the lovely Savannah Guthrie, who um, somehow lost her upper lip, but she also has no discernible shame. It became a debate between the moderator, Savannah Guthrie, who was supposed to be taking questions from the audience. She instead decided to fight and attack Donald Trump. So at least it was entertaining. Uh, the other story of this is there was some lady you could see behind Trump that was nodding in agreement with a lot that he said. And this really, really annoyed a lot of people um, on one side of the aisle. You guess who? Well, that became a story in itself because, uh, well, because 2020, that's why. So a uh, lady nodding becomes as big a story as the actual debate. Uh, no one's going to remember what was actually spoken, but it was um, it was interesting. We'll say that. Number six, October 22nd, part one, the world meets Tony Bobolinsky 
Hey, hey. So Tony, Tony Bobolinsky, who uh, looks like his name. He looks like a Bobolinsky. Apparently, he's one of Hunter Biden, Jim Biden's business partners. And if he's to be believed, he's the, uh, he's the smoking gun here with uh, the emails that tie this mysterious big guy, a.k.a. possibly Joe Biden, uh, to the business dealings of his son and his brother. Uh, real sordid stuff here, but who knows? I mean, he was, he was, he actually, Trump, I mean, brought Bobolinsky to, to the debate that was later that evening so he could have a press conference. I mean, this, this is right out of, uh, this is a movie, man. I mean, this whole year is a movie and I'm not sure what the ending is going to be, but I have a feeling it's going to be bad. Any, anyway, any, uh, alternate ending you have, it's all going to be bad. But they met Bobolinsky. He has a press conference later that evening. Uh, number seven, October 22nd, part de, they have another debate. Now, this one was actually, uh, I mean, civil, if you compare it to the first one. They did have mute buttons. Moderator did a much better job. I think um, a lot of people were worried beforehand that she would be visibly biased, like uh, Christopher Wallace was in the first one. But she was actually, I thought she did a great job. Uh, Trump, by all accounts, won this debate unless you like Biden, in which think in which case you thought he won. I know this because um, I've talked to both people, people on both sides, and they, again, depending on which one you liked going in, you thought that person won. Uh, personally, I thought it was a clear KO for Trump, but it won't matter. It's too late. Not enough time. Um, he did, the one could have been a knockout blow. If this thing does go Trump's way, remember this. He got... Biden to actually go on record saying that he was going to end fossil fuel uh, and change his opinion on fracking, which uh, Pennsylvania being the state that could decide this whole thing, that that might come back to play. You just never know. So it was entertaining anyway. Number eight, Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed and sworn into the Supreme Court, uh, immediately setting off a slew of viral videos of people absolutely losing their mind. Um, a lot of women recording some videos that I know are not going to age well, and they're going to wish that maybe they hadn't posted for the world to see because they've become, you know, they've, they've become memes. Uh, they lost their minds. Uh, I got more of these things propagating my timeline. It was pretty rid ridiculous. But anyway, there were fears, again, have been stoked by... Uh, the rhetoric from both sides by a media that has absolutely taken every advantage of driving people to a point where they're, they're no longer thinking rationally. Uh, but their fears that Roe versus Wade would be reversed. Abortions will be illegal. Dogs and cats will live together. Famine floods. We're talking true chaos, biblical stuff. None of that's going to happen people, but you know, it did make a decided edge for the conservative side in the Supreme court, which now has the Democrats, or prior to that, had the Democrats threatening to stack the court. And, you know, whatever that means, we don't exactly know, because even though they throw that, that threat out, we know it means adding some additional members. Um, but Biden would not reveal his plan to do that or to not do that until after he's elected. So, you know, there's that. We could elect him just to find out, I guess, which would be... I don't know. Maybe that's not a good enough reason to elect a president. I'm just saying. But it was interesting. Uh, Democrats were very upset. They no-showed the ceremony in mass, which if you consider it, it was a Justice Clarence Thomas, a black man, 
swearing in Amy Coney Barrett, a female, only the fifth one ever in the history of the Supreme Court, you'd think that would be a sign of uh, progress, equality, opportunity, but apparently it made them sick, so they couldn't go to it. Interesting dynamic there. Number nine, October 29th, third quarter GDP is released, and it shows an increase of a record, all-time record, 33.1%. Now, you got to temper that with the fact that we just came off a quarter where we had an all-time drop, but net-net, we do come out ahead. When you look at the year as a whole, we're probably still going to end up on the negative side. I mean, you don't go through a pandemic and that locks down your economy for the first time in history and not have that, but it is encouraging to see our economy has a resiliency and the ability to rebound, so that was nice. Um, again, take it in context, but it was a nice little nugget. Again, these things are dropping three and four days before the election. Finally, number 10, just an overall that October, of course, is going to end with COVID-19 again, rearing its ugly head. We have spikes. I believe it's the highest monthly cases we've seen since, uh, right at the beginning of the summer. So, um, it's not going away. Now, I don't know if people can call it a second wave or continuation of the first wave, it's not going away, so you have to take care of yourself. Uh, I still stand by my belief that the best protection you have is your immune system. So take care of your uh, take care of your body. Take your vitamins. Exercise. Uh, get sunshine. Be outside. Don't go to crowded, overcrowded areas. Don't compromise the health of people who are in high risk groups. And if you are in a high risk group, please keep yourself extra safe. Um, I still do not believe that means the entire society needs to lock itself down and wait for this thing just to go away because it ain't happening. And guess what else is not happening? A vaccine. Not for a long time, folks. So um, I know that there's some real optimism that we're going to have one by maybe Q1 2021, but I don't know if I'm going to be the first one stepping up for a vaccine that got fast-tracked. So I'm relying on Mother Nature, immune system, and the grace of God. To all of you guys, God bless you. Um, we've got an election tomorrow as I record this. I thought it was important for me to at least record this before the election. Um, because that, whatever happens with the election is going to be a podcast within itself. I hope we'll all keep a calmer head. Um, I know there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of angst and screaming and yelling and rioting and looting and burning and complaining, and there's going to be accusations of cheating and tampering and suppression and buried votes and dead people voting, and you know what? We're better than that, man. So everybody, pour yourself a cold one and hang on to your seat. It's going to be a wild November 3rd.